Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 207. Um, and it's a special two-parter for you this week. You will have seen online, as there was a lot of talk and chatter and wonder and awe, um, it was the 10-year anniversary of mine and Dan Lasak's debut album, Angles. And we decided to do a live Twitch thing. So I drove to Dan's in Reading. I got st- st- stuck in traffic on the way. It took me three hours, just over three hours to get there, which is insane. And we jumped online. So we were on webcam and we were playing computer games. But we were answering qu- questions from all all you lovely lot and from the fans. And Dan was teaching me about Twitch a bit. And we were going through memories of the album and things like that. So what we decided to do was put together kind of a podcast now, because a lot of people missed it or couldn't make it, and a lot of people were complaining about that. So we decided to put together a bit of an audio highlights here. Um, It's a two-parter, because we were on there for four hours, I think, three and a bit. We were on there for a long while. But we put together a two-part highlight thing here. One of the things that we were doing on this live stream was that we were announcing where you could buy the limited edition re reprint of the vinyl of Angles and the limited edition Mr. Heggie 10th anniversary t-shirt. Um, all of those sold out in mere moments under, under an hour on the lot. Um, but what we've done at regular sponsor speech records.com we've added some white print versions of the Mr. Heggie t-shirt. So we did these they were super limited edition gold print, gold on black. Um and they they flew out. I think there was some smalls left over but everything else flew out in mere moments. So what we've done is because it was such a popular design is do a slightly less limited run that's in in the web store now at speech com. Um, also, they've probably all gone, but we were getting a handful more of the vinyl, and I probably won't tweet about it or anything. They'll just appear in the web store, and they'll go equally quickly. So if you want to head over there now, have a little look, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. We've got l- loads of other st- 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 stuff in there. Yeah, so that was what that was. Let's just jump into the podcast. As I said, I'll set the scene. So we're sat in Dan's living room there. We've got headphones on. There's loads of weird stuff that starts happening, and I didn't understand any of it, but I think he pretty much explains it all. So when you start hearing weird noises, I'll start inquiring about that, because at first I didn't know if it was just in our headphones or if others could hear it. But yeah, I'm sat in Dan's living room. The first part here is is literally just us reminiscing about recording angles and answering questions. So there's a screen in front of us. There's two screens. There might have been three screens. There's two screens in front of us at least. I think it was th- three actually. But there's three screens and one has all sorts of chat room information on. One has the camera on that shows where we're looking or how we look. And then there's a screen to the right that had computer games on that we play in part two. So um, yeah, hopefully you'll get some joy and pleasure f- from this a lot of people are asking if we're going to be doing another run of angles on vinyl because this initial rerun sold out in 
30 minutes, which we were expecting it to last at least a week or two. But um, yeah, it's not completely up to us. It's, it's one of the records that was done on, on Sunday Best rather than Speech Development Records. If it was on Speech Development, I could just go, all right, I'll do some now. But it's kind of up to them. So keep an eye out. There might be. Um, yeah, I'll let this jump in and I'll give you a little outro at the end. Um, oh, I should mention, while I've got you at the beginning, Sunday is the only live Distraction Pieces podcast of the year. Um, it's at the at the Wells Comedy Festival. I'm driving down there on my own. I'm driving back on my own. I'd appreciate it if as many of you as possible could come along because I want to see you all. I don't, you know, the 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 live podcast, I, I have toured them in the past. I've done a few different things, but this is the only, only one I'm going to have time to do this year. So I want to make it a special one. So hopefully I'll see a lot of you at that. There's other, I mean, it's worth going to the Web's Comedy Festival for the whole bank holiday weekend because there's um, there's Tim Keys on, Brett Goldstein is on, Jade Adams, Sarah Pascoe, Richard Herring. There's really good people on, so I highly recommend you catch that. Also, we've got the club night, We Are Lizards. Saturday night at the book club. I'm, I'm literally normally I'm there from 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. This time I'm getting there early still, so I'll still be about to talk to you all to sign anything you want to have any any photos you want. That's all good, but I'm going to be DJing. I think about 11 till 12, and then I'm going to be getting in my car and driving halfway to Wells so that I can do the Wells Comedy Festival the next day. That's how dedicated I am to. To, to see in all of you lot and entertaining you all as best I can on the real weekend I'm willing to leave the house and see other people <laughs> so um hopefully I'll see, I'll see loads of you there I'll let the podcast start now because I'm rambling uh the, 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 the Doc Brown is the guest at the the book club um for the club night so it's at the book club on Saturday if you send names to hardcore listing at yahoo.com then we'll sort you out some queue jump list and stuff like that because the queue normally gets quite intense. It's been a a sellout club night for seven years now. I think we've sold all of them out, so it's worth getting on the queue jump or just getting down early is the easiest option. But yeah, this is episode two hundred and seven of the Destruction Pieces podcast. Right, he's here. I'm just going to get him a drink and we'll get him situated and we'll uh, go live. Is it live? It is live. Well, that's exciting. And there we are. Got... Hi, gang. If I sit here, I look like I'm fucking massive. Hi, guys. I'm, I'm really big. I'm all slumped because I've been in the car ages. That SF poster is amazing. Yes, it, is. it is. It that's, got me here. That was our... Because um, uh, I couldn't go. Oh, you couldn't go because you had bird flu or swine flu or something, didn't swine you? Swine. Pig. So, swine flu. So I went to that and I got to play with Sage and Dolan and Buck 65. <laughs> and and uh, Idea I, was stage side. And I was sick for the first day and then better immediately. And P.O. It's the first time I saw... No, it wasn't the first time I saw... 
POS Live. No, it's and someone offered live. you angel dust. Someone offered me, yeah, angel dust. <laughs> and I had a lovely time, and I felt bad that it's one of... Like, when people were asking me the other day some career highlights, I, I felt bad that that was, was, was one of them, and you missed it. Cause, cause I you, know. And I couldn't make it. But I think that's one of the reasons it was a highlight was because I... Because I had to cancel, like... Two of the gigs that we'd agreed to, so, so I actually got out. some time off. Yeah, Paul. In, ge- in general, every time we toured, we'd just go there, gig. Yeah, that's it. Angle, Angle dust, dust. not yeah. Angel dust. Uh, Gray's Library was an interesting gig. It's yeah. the only gig my parents, my parents, ever saw of me and Pip. Yeah, in, in ten years because they hate me. Um, and it was organised by m- my mum. It was her library. Um, did they call it Angel Dust? No. A, g- a big Mexican guy asked if I wanted to get, or if wet. I liked to get wet. Do and I was like, like yeah, I mean, yeah, I was at the pool earlier, and, and, and Big Dolan s- stepped in and saved the day and kind of said, um, no, he doesn't want to get wet, please. Thank you, Inverted Buddha. So I've left, I've put us in the IRL directory, yeah. so we can just sit here and talk for as long as we want, and no one's going to say, oh, why are you not playing PUBG? Good, good plan. Although now I've said that, someone in chat will say, why are you not playing PUBG? Because that's what they do. I love playing that, I've been, been playing it. Tons recently. It's my favourite. Bowie likes the new POS song, didn't you? Are you not involved with that record in some way? With Infidel? No, I think that's. Is that the. Um, oh, what they call the. It, he's got a new one out there with, with Shredders, which is. Oh, is he? Is yeah, he which everyone is saying is fantastic. But I love. I was playing PUBG most of yesterday. That's how well, I yeah. celebrated our, our vinyl selling out in half an hour. <laughs> because I thought I'd have to spend a bit of the day. Pu- Posting stuff and promoting, yeah. and because it all just went, I just went. All right, I'm just going to play this. It's honestly, it's become my reset. Uh, okay. I find it a really good reset on my head because I've had some really busy days of podcasts and auditions and stuff like that. I get home, and the last couple of times, even if I'm starving, mm. I'll just have a couple of goes on that just to cancel out the rest of the day and allow me to relax. So yeah. So you talk. I'll make so, the limp, so, um, limp cam. We we've managed to get forty five extra extra copies, um, and we've put them in Dan's a web store. And Dan has loads of other merch there. Have you got any of our other signed vinyls left? Or those I have. Out? I've got some. Repent so there's other repeat. signed vinyls there as well. Logic and, a chance. And the link is. I'd, I'd imagine he's making it appear somewhere. Yeah, I've made it. See this Moobot character. Right. That's a robot. Right. And I type stuff, and it, yeah. it responds. So I typed merch. Yeah. And it went, hey. Get all the Lasak you'll ever need. Right. And gave the link. Clever, isn't so it? So where is it on their screen? Like, what do on, they see? Oh, what they see. Because I don't know what they see. I've what never, I've see. never been on Twitch. I've honestly never been on So on this Twitch is what they're probably. seeing right now. I see. If they're on a computer. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So that's it. So that's essentially that. See, if I, if I turn off the now playing, in about 15 seconds it will vanish from there. Yeah. The, uh, oh, I've still got closed captions on and they don't work. Brilliant. So you can have the not working close captions. Unnecessary to know what I say. What they see is I know he's the guy was S the only one. Solution was to have bearing on Sunday little outlets his right CS on a computer. Yeah, I did a Celesi. <laughs> the problem is, is you read it and then record. it tries to convert what you're reading because yeah. it's delayed. Yeah, and it doesn't. So then it's going to be do constant. Again, so it constantly constant. evolves. Yeah, that's that's that that's how they um, made the Enigma code. It is. <laughs> it was all on Twitch. On mobile, it's similar, but that'll be underneath. And, yeah. Right. 
But yes, so there's a link somewhere to to Danless Axe, a web store, and there's there's 45 copies um, on there. So check it out. Go and grab some. There's also signed Repent and signed Logic. Logic. And uh, space between the words, and space between the words, and the Dan Lassac T-shirt that he was was wearing in the in the in the photo shoot, and is wearing today. Now I wore a different Dan Lassac T-shirt yesterday. Look. That's good. I like it. It's banging. So they're they're available as well. So yeah. So yeah. Where are you? Someone in Basildon. Yeah. I thought we were blocking Basildon. No, apparently not. We didn't think to geoblock. Um, Avenge. A Wiggles is asking if I if I've been rocking the new UFC game on the Xbox yet because I did a little gaming online thing and I, I, I beat him constantly um, I've been playing the new one a little bit it was good fun um, has anyone got any questions about our career Life. our 10 years um, a lot of people are declaring the, the, that they used to live in Basildon or do live in Basildon and they used to live in Grays too you get around you've got something to hide um, <laughs> who designed the anniversary shirt it's Mr Heggy. He's done all of the speech development uh, shirts and, and, and our logo, and he's great. And we didn't give him any direction, and he came up with us in Ghost. I know. As Demi Moore he and Patrick well. He Swayze. did very well. <laughs> uh, someone asks if I snore on tour. L- legendarily, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been kept awake even from the point where we were in separate hotel rooms. We were in separate Because originally we'd share hotel rooms, and it would it became troublesome because you snore quite loud. And yeah. I'm a light sleeper. I don't anymore, weirdly. I don't anymore. That's good. Well, that's, that's, that's not good for accordingly. you. I remember in Benekazim where you were snoring so loud that people from other rooms were shouting complaining. The Human League. Back. It was the Human League. The Human League. I woke up the Human League. You were waking up the Human League by the loudness of your snoring. Uh, someone asks if you're single. Who was it? Print, uh, where is it? It's gone. It's gone so fast. Oh, well, we don't it's know too who fast. it was. No, uh, no, I'm not. You're not are, single. Are, are you... Are you? Are you not single? No, I'm not single. You met the guy of your dreams. I met the guy of my dreams at last. You and Whiffin finally. Yeah, me and Whiffin have went got end together. to end. And Mr. Heggy t- <coughs> tattooed my left man boob. Congratulations. Nice. Um, I've got a child on the way and struggling with boy names. Any suggestions? Um, Dave. D- Dave or Dan? Dave or Dan. Um, we did Brighton a few times. Brighton was awesome. Tons of times, yeah. Uh, somebody, do you still regret missing Rage Against the Machine? Dom, uh, Pip didn't. <laughs> Pip didn't miss Rage Against the Machine, even though we are on at the same time. So, yeah. in Reading, we missed the first half, but yep. Pip got to see the end of them. Yeah. And in Leeds, he got to see the start of their set. Yeah. Whereas I missed it, the but, whole thing. But, so I'd the, I mean, there's more to the missing, the catch in the end of their set in Reading, because... That was the first time that we'd ever headlined a stage mm. f- at a festival. Oh, no, that wasn't. We did a Latitude, we did one, didn't we, and things like that. But, but this was, it's Reading, it's your local, it's what the one I'd been to for years. Um, but in festivals, we're, we're a very honest festival band. We turn up, we play a gig, we don't overrun, or we don't mess Never. up anyone's schedule. We're, we're reliable. So we finished our headline set and I ran off as you're doing your end bit to catch yeah. the end of Rage and I didn't really think about the fact that if you're headlining you get to do an encore or stuff if people are cheering yeah. so then people are demanding more and you're left there like get Pip back Where's find a Pip, Pip. And no, I hadn't, hadn't told anyone I just thought oh I've got time to go and catch the end so I'm sorry about that thank you Mr Zev 
Uh, Keith Clark just said that explaining stuff to you helps him because he's new to Twitch. Yes, it's good. I'm the Alan Davis of this. So <laughs> that, that's the point of Alan Davis on, on QI is he asks the stupid questions. So when we're all going, I don't really understand what Stephen Fry's talking about. And then Alan asks, and we go, what an idiot. But it's actually explaining for all of us. So, What's your favourite festival to attend? To attend? Glastonbury, really. I, I, I used to love it. Or Bestival, actually. But Bestival, I've always attended as never, an I've artist. never been as a, a guest, as a public. No, that's yeah. it. As a, as a kid, I used to go to, to Reading Festival and to Glastonbury. And Glastonbury was the epitome at that stage. Um, but equally, oh. it's because you uh, with Glastonbury... You only had to break in once. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With Reading, you had to break in every day, and I was poor, so we didn't yeah. pay for tickets. But Glastonbury, you break in and you're in. At Reading, you break into the camping bit, and then you have, then to, you break have to break into, into the, the main bands every day, which is harder. Who, so. uh, who do you want to talk to on distraction pieces? Which is Pip's podcast, if you don't it's know. It's my podcast, distraction pieces. Um, what well, loads of people? I've got tons of good people. Are, are, are lined up. I'll, I'll get my list up of people that I'm currently. Currently talking to and Benedict to Wong, yeah. So, 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 so Benedict Wong will be on soon. When we me were, and him have been talking for him coming on for years. When now. we were popular, I yeah. was in an urban outfitters once, right? And he approached me yeah. as, "Are you Dan Lasak?" Amazing. And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was all flustered and confused. And I'm, I'm talking to him. All right, that's fucking Benedict Wong. Yeah, I should say something. I should, and then I just walked away <laughs> and then DM'd him on Twitter. I, I know it was you, but I was I, really awkwardly embarrassed. I love it because I love. <laughs> obviously, I'm a massive fan of all the Marvel films, and he's in yeah. all of them now, and he's huge and he's important and amazing. And he was in Top Boy and all these things, but but he was Errol in Fifteen Stories. I know, which is one of my favourite. Have you seen a, series ever? On a clear day. No, I don't think I have. It's about a guy, uh, the guy from Tyrannosaurus. That um, yep, I know the guy. The the bad guy from yeah, that. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, swimming the not swimming the channel but something like that but yeah Benedict Wong runs the chip shop in that doesn't say anything for half the movie the first time he opens his mouth you're just blown away it's just they're just so clever I don't want to spoil why that sounds awesome but yeah no, it's a really good movie but but people I've got lined up include Benedict Wong Um, I'm hopefully going to have um Tim from the office on soon. Really? Which I'm only going to refer to him as Tim from the office because yeah, that's what Richard Aaron always does on his. But um, <laughs> um, who's actually up for it? So Zoe Ashton is meant to be coming on. Andrew Ellis and Tommy Turgoose are both meant to be coming on. There's some rad ones there. There's some cool ones. I had Vince, Vince Vaughn confirmed that he cancelled on me. Prick. I've had Travis Barker confirmed numerous times and it's never happened but it will at some point. I think I'll be having Kate Nash on for the new series of Glow. Great smash. Yeah. Um, a, a Liam Howlett has said he'll come on a loads of times and, and, and never does. But yeah, there's loads of good people to come. I've also got confirmed the biggest guest I've ever had that is going to hey, be the most excited and I'm not going to tell anyone. You're going to whisper it. Don't whisper it because I'll hear it. Yeah, but I'll hear it. I'll tell, tell you later. later. Yeah. Hey, Wody. How you doing? TJ Heasy. Where did you find the inspiration for You Will See Me? Such um, an epic banger. Well, that was a, a weird one. Uh, oh, for You Will See Me. Um, oh. I, I was thinking of a, a different song then. I was writing that a mate of mine had just been cheated on and she was is a very talented writer. So I wrote that to kind of 
motivate her a little bit because it was like she lives in LA and her film was about to come out and be on billboards absolutely everywhere so it was literally the idea of this guy who's just screwed you over he's about to have to see your name plastered yeah all over the place so it's based on that but as ever with all my lyrics I then drew from twisted previous experiences and my own stuff and and mixed it all into one dark thing I remember Dan was particularly annoyed because he got the first half and was like yes this is great This, this is so relatable this could be a big hit for us and then you got the second <laughs> half where I say I'm going to just burn the whole world down and kill yeah. everyone. And you're like, right, now it's going to be another Assassin's Creed. It's not going to be our crossover hit. It's going to be... It's you've still, made it weird and horrible again. still awesome. <laughs> uh, no Hero wants you to know that the last gig was very emotional. Mm. He told me earlier. I it think was. You it was emotional for us, man. It, it was. Rob the Bank introduced us. In his hat. Was, he had a cool hat. hat on. And it was in front of a huge home crowd at Festival. Limmy. And they, they sung along and, yeah. Have you had Limmy? I've had Limmy on, yeah. He's had Limmy great. on. It was a two-parter. It, it was one of the ones I was most nervous for because I'm a huge uh, a, a fan of Limmy. And he comes across as quite aggressive and standoffish and you're not sure yeah. how he's, he's going to take you. But I got on great and I thought it was, it was hilarious. He seems like a nice man. He's lovely. He spoke a lot about... De- depression and how hard it was becoming a father and kind of how it wasn't all just great how it was really sh- shit at points and tough and he talked amazingly about how comedy saved him completely because if he wasn't a comedian he'd just be the mental guy yeah, yeah. because if you look at his comedy it is all crazy mm-hmm. and he was like that was just the rants I'd go on and he, he found out heartbreakingly at a party at one point that someone was like oh yeah he's a bit <laughs> it's a bit mental and he was like he didn't know that people thought that and then by luck and chance and hard work it became a career but otherwise yeah. he is he's like I would just be the mad guy at the end of the street uh, someone asked what your favourite Dan and Pip song is of mine I don't know I've got I, I'm, I'm, I, I think as much as I love angles I think that we improved over the years and I think definitely Stunner and You Will See Me and Five Minutes all on the last record were as good as anything on the first Wait, record, Five Minutes was Logic of Chance Five Minutes was Logic of Chance no, uh, Terminal I'm Terminal mean, sorry S- similar S- slow and miserable slow and miserable yeah. um, but on Angles A Magician's Assistant and Letter from God and Beat Them Heart Skipped were probably my three faves for me it's still You Will See Me yeah but I think that's been over time because that's us to both of us yeah at our best there's yeah. bits like I don't know there's some songs that I still go back and think I could have done that better but that's the nature of the work you do yeah. once you set it in stone that's it you yeah. improve from it uh, inspiration of Letter from God for Mr Zev um, I'll get back to that but you're right on You Will See Me because it, it is one of them <coughs> and it's kind of beautiful that that was our last ever song yeah technically yeah. it's the last song on the album and, and, and but both of us is probably our favourite and for me one of the reasons it's a favourite is I remember I hit you up because my favourite bit of production that you've ever done is Trample Youth mm-hmm. with Kid A and I think it's a perfect song I think the production is beautiful I think the vocals everything's amazing and I hit you up saying can you do something in that in vein that, in that vein for, uh, for us and it became a darker version and all this kind of yeah. but yeah I loved it but um, I let from God to Man it literally I went to a spoken word gig and I misheard the word um, curator. I mixed up the word curator and creator. 
Yeah. And it all stemmed from that. I drove home and wrote almost all of that song in my head as I'm driving, and then I had to get home and write it down. And it was all that idea of God, rather than being the creator, being more of a curator, of just putting things together and kind of going, does that work? Uh, It was great. It was great. Yeah, I was still going from. I did try to convince you not to use letter from God, uh, Planet Telex. Yeah, yeah. But I could never convince you. It's perfect though, and it was. <laughs> it, it's, I'm glad we did because we got that cleared, and it's one of the only things that Radiohead had cleared as a, at that time. Yeah, at that time like it was that. the only thing they'd ever cleared, which is crazy. It's mad, and it almost it almost wasn't on the record because it was taken so long to clear and we were yeah. getting closer and closer to, to deadlines we've and then, re- released it illegally yep already yep and yeah it's much much better but equally keeping it in there it gave me m- my f- favourite part of all of our gigs which was always you just just, just cutting that up at the end because oh, yeah, that it. was the point I could just relax and for, I've done my bit because we always yeah. ended on that song and, and then, that was always just it'd go longer and longer in the crowd of the way I don't know how I ended up doing it but if I had long enough I'd end up in like voodoo people yeah yeah, stuff. yeah you went into to voodoo people a few different things so yeah it was for headlines fun. for like yeah. E-Fest headline and 2003's headline I'd yeah. go into voodoo people for yeah. For no reason, other than I loved it. It's great, and it, it, it worked as a, yeah, it all mashed together perfectly. Mind Daily, what cow sample? Is there a cow sample in Letter From God To Man? There's a cow sample. I, I didn't think there was, but it's me. It, there could be a cow sample. Porter was amazing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Porter as well. <laughs> that was one that I was writing for bloody ages. So... Pip was talking about that way before that album, and uh, he was telling us the idea, telling me... And you and Dolan. Me and Dolan, and the castle. idea. And we were both like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it put like me off for ages. But I've had tons of that, because... <laughs> well, Tommy C's a prime example of that, and it was... I started writing that kind of only just as we'd started to work together, so yeah. it's not as if we were that comfortable. And I came up with it all in, in bed one night, that the perfect... Um, analogy for love is the love is the life of Tommy Cooper or, or for b- yeah. b- 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 beauty sorry is the life of Tommy Cooper <coughs> and it was all so, so weird and obscure and that song and the struggle off my solo record and Porter are the three mm. that I feel it's amazing when people are into them because they're so weird and they don't make any sense there's no. on paper a label or an A&R person would say that's probably not for yeah. the public that's that's mm-hmm. your own weird little idea cool so when they are the, the kind of embraced ones 305 it's in a letter from God to Man I'll have to check it mine daily uh, I'll have to have, have a dig uh Gay is Dan ever going to be on the drunk cast I reckon uh, I reckon so eventually it's, it's weird that we've now got more people that want to be on the drunk cast than <laughs> on the actual podcast so we're doing an, another drunk cast soon with the original lineup, and then again at some point we t- we kind of do an end of year one with different people. But last year we didn't have Brett and Ramesh on, and they want to come on again and do another drunk cast. So yeah, I might have to just make a, a mess month. of my own body and do just regular yeah. drunk casts as well. But yeah, uh, Drake. Yeah, we're both going to CB and Sage when they're over. Yes. The Epic Beard Men's. Uh, I don't know which ones I'm going to yet. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I like. I try to avoid going to the London show if I can. Like going somewhere else, it gets me out of the house. So I might go to Manchester or Brighton. Yeah. And it's good. That's what um, um, my mum used to do in our early days. Oh God! Yeah. She, she'd always come and see us in weird in, places in Bristol or York or things yeah. like that because it was an excuse to go and have a bit of a travel and go and 
go and see a new town. And His mum would always idea. be at the front as yeah, well. and he jumping would... up and down and going yeah. mental. She's tiny. She's tiny and bouncy. <laughs> she can jump really high. It's yeah. really confusing. Yeah. Um, are there any... This is from Dan. That's Dan um, Harris, I think. That is, yeah. Um, are there any Lasat versus Pip tracks that we have never heard? I think so, is there? I know there was one that kind of turned into Terminal, because originally I wrote one that was about two people going on a last date. Yeah. So deciding that, that their marriage was over, and rather than being miserable, going, let's just go and have a night. Like, we had a first date. Let's go and have a last date. And it didn't really work. And then, yeah. ages later, I kind of tweaked that <coughs> idea, and that's what became Terminal. Yeah, I don't think there is anything... There's, like... There's loads of tracks me and B wrote together that were unfinished that you'll never hear and like it's weird when I listen to the Epic Beardman stuff there's lines from that work but yeah. me and you I don't think so it's because I used to always annoy you that you'd send me a rough beat and then I'd be like right I finished that's it that's it it's done you'd be like no that's not that's not because <laughs> I'd no, get it's excited not... I'd, hear I a beat finished. I'd hear a beat and be excited and go I'll, I'll write on that well Stunner Stunner's like that I gave yeah. you like a minute and a half and you said oh, yeah just loop that like, I just was like it's the best beat I, I remember hearing that on a walk and, and texting Zane Lowe immediately saying Dan's just sent me the best beat he's ever made and it's going to be one of your favourite songs and it was literally six months or a year later it was a long time it, yeah and it was his record of the month or, or yeah. a week or, or a hot one or whatever it's like I told you man uh, does, do we have any tattoos Pip has tattoos Tons of tattoos. Like I've got a raven there. I've not seen that. He's nice. Is that over something else, or is he? Yeah, that's where the battery, battery pack was. was. But he's lovely. Um, and I've got. Have you? You have the lion on your chest. Yeah, I've got a lion. Kind of. I have half. Are you having I only have one half. No, I only have half. Side. I like outlines, which annoys okay. all my tattoo artists because they all think it's incomplete. But I only have outlines. There's, and yeah, I've got a few on my legs. There's allegedly a. Subtle cow-like sound at 3.05. This is what's going on. <laughs> um, Stunner does have, have possibly the greatest beat ever. I agree, um, Shrewsamon. Yeah, I think on this playlist, there were, there is the... I don't know what order. Right Arm, there's a track on Cherished Overthrown, which is the brother of Stunner. Nice. Which is the beat that actually came before Stunner. But um, Stunner was ever so slightly more... Banging, amazing. Yeah. Um, Edison Pip, can we expect a solo album? If I, if I, I think if I write anything else, it will. If I write anything else, I want to do another solo album at some point. But at the moment, It did sound like a mood, didn't it? No, I know, I know what that is. <laughs> That's a great shout. Uh, that is not a cow. That's not a cow. That's a, if you really want, if you wanted to recreate that sound, it's a, a TR909 Tom uh, distorted and pitched at the same time. Thrown at a cow. Thrown at a cow, and it bounced off. That was loud. Sorry, guys. I like it. Um, no, on, 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 on <coughs> as I said, I think if I write anything, I want to do another solo record because my two favourite records are Repent, Replenish, Repeat and Distraction Pieces and then Angles and then the last one is No Commercial Breaks because I think it's shit. But um, they're the kind of favourite. And I'll, yeah, I'd like to do another one, but I've no plans to at the moment because it is that kind of little well, obsession. <clears throat> you know 
again, it, at the moment, for me, it feels perfect. Yeah. The music we did, the fact that our favourite song is our last ever song. Mm-hmm. The fact that probably our favourite album is our last ever album, our biggest yeah. tour, our most successful album, all that. Equally, you'll know, Dan, I'm a bit mental, right? I'm obsessed with the number five, and I wear socks that add up to the number five. You do? So all the time, even now, I've got a three and a two on my socks. And we did three albums and I did two. And it feels perfect again. It's like, well, there you go. That's all... That's five. That's all come out perfectly. It's a three and a two. I've worn, since we started doing anything, I've worn a three and a two on my socks. And I've got three albums there and two there. And it feels perfect. So, or you could do five solo albums and five duo albums. Yeah, I mean, the more and more That's I think about it, the more I talk myself out of ever doing anything musical again. <laughs> no, it's all it's perfect. It's, 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 it's done. But there's peak. The, there's a deal there though as well with with writing more. Is that from you're doing your podcast? Yeah, you're doing the TV and movie stuff as yeah. an actor, but then you're also got those bits of writing, I'm trying to write as well. Yeah, for for those mediums, and like, that's what's exciting. Like that's genuinely what's keeping me awake at the moment. Is I'm thinking of dialogue and scripts I'm writing, yeah. and story and plot lines and things like that. And that's but for us to write an album that even comes close to where we ended up, mm. like you would need to spend time on it and time is not it's it's a finite resource it's the same on the everyone saying I'll do a a one off anniversary gig and things like that for me when we did our last gig we were really fucking good (laughs) because we'd played a lot of gigs we'd spent eight years consistently touring obviously we'd done a solo bit in between but we did more than a thousand shows together plus every solo show we'd both done and that last gig was what a hundred shows into yeah. that year? So that means just artistically, we were at our very best. Yeah. To get back to anywhere near that level would mean m- months and months of practice yeah. or whatever before, which we have not got. I personally haven't missed the stage at all, which is odd. I didn't expect that. I, I always I enjoyed the audience. Gigs. I've not had any any points of thinking. Oh, I wish I was up there in front of people again. I've not had that. I really enjoyed it all. But at no point have I thought, oh man, I miss the bit afterwards. Yeah, that's the yeah, bit yeah, I yeah. I miss. I miss the the chatting to people again. And all these that's it. weird I, thing. I don't situations I, you end up in. I don't miss that at all, and that sounds horrible. <laughs> but I loved all of it, and that, and that's the bit to be clear. I don't. I loved doing the merch and meeting every single like m- most of the people on here talking. Will have met us both at some point in person. Yeah. and talked in person because that's how we did our tours. But equally. I've, As you know, I'm I've never met Hexy there, even though she lives down the road. Oh, amazing! That's we talk all the time, but I love it. But again, that's that's the kind of odd thing. You know me that in generally life, I'm quite a recluse. I don't go out and party much. Yeah, even after the gigs, I. That's why you have the drunk past. You make yeah. out come to you. Yeah, completely. I, and it's genuinely the the same with the, the club night. My bits of out entertainment are the drunk cast and the club night and their work. And yeah. So, so yeah, I, I expected to miss all of it a lot more, and I've just been like, no, I feel proud of it all, and I look back on it all as we really nailed it, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't have yeah. a great desire to jump in at the moment. Goodbye, Mister. You've just told that story. You do, that's a basically the crux of that story. I gave some some finger advice on stage at a yep. student festival, and then yep. she was very grateful. And what festival was that? That was uh, that student one. Break uh, Beach Break uh, Live. Be- no. Was it Beach Break? It wasn't. It was another one. She was saying a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, that was classic. 
It was classic. It was you've told the story though. Oh, that was an important gig <coughs> for me though, because that was one of our first ones coming back. Was that the girl with the the like fire? No, she wasn't fire spinning. Oh, it might have like been. LED ones. And I told her to, to fuck off because you were doing yeah. magician's assistant. Yeah, I was like, don't do 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 fucking. But this is us, right? We were doing a main stage festival. Fucking slot, middle of the afternoon to thousands of students. And we decided we'd do the song about self-harm that has no drums. Yeah. And there was a dancer on stage. But no, the reason that that was an important gig to me was, again, because we smashed it. But there's a reason that it's important because I'd done my solo stuff in between and we were just coming back to doing our stuff. And the day before... We'd done a festival where I had a slot with my solo stuff and then we had a late night slot with our stuff. And I did the solo set, I came and did our set. It destroyed me, I hated it. I couldn't get them back. I tried to get the words back and I just, honestly, it was on on Look for the Woman, I think, that we had to just go, just just go on, I don't know it. And that was horrible because I like being a professional and I like that we took it hard and got really good at being live. So all of the journey from north to south for that gig... I was listening over our records again and going, right, just because we've done a thousand gigs, it doesn't mean you don't have to to keep working. So so that gig was important because it was the day after one of my least favourite gigs. Yeah, yeah, because I fucked it up. Weirdly, years, like early, early before the album was out, we did that. The only other time I remember you forgetting your words was Camden, where we did two gigs in one day. Yeah. We did Camden Underworld, which was at that time the best gig we'd ever done. Yeah, Yeah, it was mad. So. That's when we realised that we were a band. Yeah, yeah. The stage invasion and that room was rammed. Cues. And then we did Bloomsbury Bowling Lane for our label. And I'd got drunk. Because we'd done the best gig and I got a bit drunk. It's the same. It's the same (laughs) happened. Because I did the main stage one with the band and I drunk a whole bottle of wine. Then I got to Elton and I was a bit drunk. But yeah, I pretended the mic was broken. Yeah, yeah. The vomit! I didn't know the word. You missed the line because of vomiting in your own mouth. I missed the line because of vomiting in my own mouth. I did that three times, I think. But I remember I fucked up when we were doing the (laughs) preview, um, because Keith's in the room, when we were doing a preview gig at the Borderline, and it was a preview of Logic of Chance, I'd been learning all the new songs, and again, it was a similar thing. I yeah. took the old songs for granted, and we started Look for the Woman, and I couldn't remember the lines, but Keith, who's come to hundreds of our shows, um, I looked out at him and said, Keith, line. <laughs> and he said the first line, and then I got it. So I didn't I didn't miss a beat, but I knew I'd forgotten it, and he yeah, he started it up for us. So some yeah, of my emotes for the people who, who are me vomiting... Brilliant. And you can vomit on the Terminator hand, so he's, he's falling into my vomit. Sweet. Or hearts. You I know. like it. So this is... And they're... Keith everyone... Clark, my head's in a mess. That's exactly what he said to me. I said, I looked out and said, <laughs> Keith, what's the line? Head's in a mess. I went, my head's in a mess. And, I, and I, as soon as I had the first line, it all the, the, the way it's written, it all all flows. But yeah, also, literally. there's <laughs> a joke that I'm a rap god. Yeah. So there's an emote for that. Even though I'm not... Just one streamer called me a rap god, and Brilliant. it just becomes useful. I like it. I like it. It becomes very useful. I'm actually banned in some streamers' chats because of my emotes. Amazing. Because they hate them. Because they're like, it's gross. It's, it's you know, all about positive community. And I'm like, what? Well, I, I like vomiting on stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, it's like marking my territory. Yeah. But with something good. harder to clean off. Someone's asking about my stutter there, and that's, that's fine. They said, I hope it's not too personal, but how do you manage your stutter when... To not start when performing. And it's only interesting because 
I get it under control live. Yeah. There's, it, I always remember the last tour, Terminal was one that I'd stutter on sometimes mm. because it's so slow and emotional. It's not wrapped and rhythmical. But in, in general, if I focus and it's planned out, I don't stutter. But I had the audition I had this week that I was telling you about that I really, I was really pleased with. It went really nicely. In that, the character, they hinted at a little bit of being a bit disabled or something or autistic just mild and I kind, mild of, I kind of explained to him before at the start of the audition I said right I've got a stutter and normally I focus and get it under control but in this audition I'm not gonna because I think it works for that character to yeah. be a bit stumbly and to have those bits that are natural I'm not acting as if yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. wrong there is something wrong with how my brain works yeah. and gets words out so yeah I've actually just used it to my advantage for the first time ever <laughs> in an audition which I probably won't get but and the Dylan Moran thing you did. What's the Dylan Moran thing? Yeah, well, he's one of your favourite comedians, isn't he? He is, yeah. And um, it was always a struggle, because I can't say his, his name without stuttering. And you'd bring him up on the van a lot, and we'd have his DVDs on, and I can't say his name. And someone <laughs> taught me. Realize. So generally, I try to say, it's become like a party trick, a parlour trick now. I go, Dylan Moran. I can't say it. But, but it builds tension. It builds it tension. Builds but tension. someone taught me a tapping thing. That if I go Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran, and tap my fingers on my knee it. for each syllable, Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran, I can say it. Yeah. If I don't do that, I stutter on it. But I told him that when he was on my podcast, and he was completely unmoved. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, we've got this big connection. I told this big so, and he was like, good. Oh, okie doke. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt more awkward. And that was in like the first 20 or so podcasts. So it's not even like I was, I was any good at what I was doing then. I was like, uh, I thought it was going to be the crux of this big connection. And we go, it was going to be the moment. It was, like, it was going to be the okay. future right there. Yeah, it didn't really work. But it but wasn't. Never mind. It always, it's always like that, though. I do that. I've done that enough times in my life. Yeah. But have that story. You think you're going to have that big thing that turns into something. And then, so, nah. Nah. Just as Keith Clark's in here, Keith Clark's Instagram is fantastic. He does um, cross weaving. Is it cross stitching? Cross stitch. Cross stitching, and it's amazing. He's done one of you, he's done Someone one of Dolan, me. he's done one of me, Sage, everyone. It's really good. Hang on. Keith? It's KS Clark, innit? So, how does it all work on the subscriptions and that? Is, is Are all subscriptions paid? Are there free subscriptions if you subscribe? So, this, tell me about Twitch. See where it says I know Twi- we discussed it a bit Twitch Prime before. there. Yes. So, Quad subscribed with Twitch Prime, which means he's an Amazon Prime subscriber. Right. And he gets a free sub every month on Twitch. Which he can is. use one for free every month. So, oh, he gave dope. me, a, he did that for free, but he yep. still gives me money. Right, Still gives cool. me a couple So bucks. if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get that You can free link your account and you can give That's anyone dope, on Twitch I'm, there. I'm an Amazon Prime member. I'm, should, doing, I'm should, doing well. should come back every month. <laughs> uh, and then, yes, yeah, so you've got subscribers. The ones with the hats are yes. subscribers. Uh, it gets very confusing, though, now. Because the ones with these little coloured diamonds, yeah. they're people who give me these bits. Lesser Kawaii, yeah. positive Lesser so Love Community, Lesser Kiyak. of those. That's why he's got that. Yeah. So they're, like, in control. They can ban people. Sweet. They can just fucking crush them. I like it all, man. And I like that you've you've got all your own little emojis in that. Yes, yeah, so partners did get their own emotes. create them, or did you... Is there a tool to do them? Or did I, you do them I had them separately? created. Because you do a load of stuff anyway. So I've so. got... These are all mine. There's my happy There's your bomb. bomb. That's available as a pin. That's available as a Dan's pin. In Dan's web store. Which uh, you posted a link to. I've got a bin that looks like Donald Trump. Yep. As well. Bin That's Trump. Nice. Um, so I, had, I had... I had Cedric Pixler about the driving on my podcast recently. 
That might be of interest. They're a bit in the hardcore. You like mates with Travis Barker? I'm mates with Travis Barker. He's, he's not he's quite. He's not hardcore. He's, he, he drums with a lot of hardcore bands and that. And Travis is the hardest worker in the in the fucking world. He'll go and play a 200 cap venue with his yeah. mates' band, even though he's Travis Barker and he plays <laughs> 10,000 cap stadiums and stuff. It's mad. And he travels by. Cruise ship. Yeah, he, 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 he travels by ship, reasons. and I think it's beautiful because it's sad because it happened because he was in a plane crash and he lost a friend, and it was all heartbreaking. But like, like when he, he did the UK tour, him and his shmiggity shooty, give me that booty. Oh, there we go. Um, because he had my money, had um, lesser his kids, lesser him, and they God. got a cruise ferry back, and it took like a week. And that's a when. Or you know the intensity of touring. I won't rest until back. I rip those pants off your ass. your ass. I know, I know. And everyone can hear that, right? Everyone can us? hear that. Yeah, that's okay. I kept thinking that it was only in our ears. So no, no, no. What you are hearing here yeah. is what they're hearing. Perfect. Now. But um, yeah, so touring can be mad hectic mentally and physically. So I love the idea of ending it with a week or whatever. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Tra- travel, and he has his drums set up on the on the Separate cruise ship cabin. and stuff like that, and. It's dope, man. He'll play with some of the bands on the cruise ship and stuff like that. Again, he's just addicted. <laughs> so it'll be you'll be on a cruise ship and randomly the drummer in the covers band is Travis Barker because he's just there and he's like, "All right, let's let's go." Or someone, are you playing games on PC that I own? So I can stream stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're not. We're playing. Uh, We're going to be playing some games in a bit. I'm looking forward to that because I've never even touched. A, I've never even seen a switch in the flesh. I glimpsed over as I came in. It was like. <laughs> I know it's because Nintendo is, has always been my favourite. I was a Nintendo guy over s- clever. Sega. I've maintained that adding Mario to anything improves it. Again, on one of our American tours, when I had my Nintendo DS, you'd be able to get American games that weren't available in yeah. the UK, and there was Mario. Like this. I think it was Mario Basketball and Mario Football. I got that I've never seen anywhere else, yeah. and they were amazing. I, I left them somewhere on a tour, but. So yeah. now they're battling. Great. Pit Matt Allen Moore, who is a real wizard, did he notice magical vibes or is he just as lovely a dude as he seems? Both. He is just as lovely a dude as he seems, but and I definitely got magic vibes. He talked, the end of that podcast, the last 20 minutes is him talking about magic. But you can imagine I'm sceptical, I'm cynical on a lot of these things. But Alan talking about it, I was like, this all makes perfect sense. He's just, his religion is magic, essentially, and it's fascinating. I bought make, a cake make, as well. He, he did buy it, bring a cake. It was the cake from the photo shoot. Yeah, and it's not been in the fridge or sealed s- s- since then. So it's I'm probably staying available. One cake. I want to play um, this, uh, <coughs> the one that you were, t- were telling me about, Dan Yakuza. Yakuza? Cause, See, Yakuza is weird. As Jim well. Smallman l- l- loves it and raves about it and says so, it's the best game ever. Look, there's our cake. There's our cake. Yeah. Happy birthday, birthday to Angles, Angles etc. Uh, and there's my cake and mine. Yeah. yeah. Cake. Yeah, cake right, so Yakuza, uh, it's, it's like a... a, a Yakuza-based soap opera. Yeah. So, but it's like dark, dark, but then super emotional. Which, but it sounds great. I loved the the Godfather game when that came out yeah, on the PlayStation yeah. and stuff like that because it is just that gangster. It was, it wasn't the best gameplay. It was trying to be a bit of a a GTA, but with more of a yeah. We're, we have less mayhem. But yeah. yeah, that's why that Yakuza one looks But cracking. with Yakuza, you like run around the streets and fighting and stuff, and then you can walk into a Sega arcade and play Outrun for a bit if you want. Amazing. Or Virtua Fighter. Or, oh, that's dope. 
or you can go play darts against people or love it. it's so like it's really odd they yeah. so many like the mini games are insane Yakuza 0 which is the prequel to the whole series that came out last year I must have spent a week on one mini game which was training girls who work in a cabaret yeah that was it Pocket Racer <laughs> Pocket Racer's like scale electrics amazing but you're not actually controlling the car you're just building it and tuning the car to win the races I spent a week on that I love it I love that uh, there's that much intricacy inside the game yeah the Yakuza 0 I played for 150 hours it's why I can't get any of them games you see you have to play you, for so long uh, you've been clever and made them your work as well it's my job. therefore it's justifiable <laughs> mine would all be at, at, at the cost of other, other work or at the cost of income essentially yeah um, this gets in the way this does it. get in yeah. the way yeah, <laughs> especially like imagine. God of War this week I played 9-10 hour streams every night and Amazing. I was meant to be working during the day yeah. but I roll out of bread do 2 hours work and then go yeah I'll go to work now yeah well, me and Chris at times when we were doing our little stream because we're not used to all of this and it's not if you're just doing it on, on Facebook it's not set up amazingly like this yeah. that's, that's dope but we'd play for a bit and then feel oh this is probably boring uh, and we're going to s- stop playing now and then we turn the stream off and continue <laughs> playing so it's like we're literally just doing what we were doing yeah. we were like I feel too too self-conscious also we wanted to say horrifically racist things and we yeah. didn't you know with the camera rolling yeah. no I, I try not that. to there's a few clips of me saying horrifically racist things out of context yeah and uh, yeah it was, it's always awkward that people can edit what you say into yeah. Yeah, bad yeah, stuff yeah of course um, I could I could die I mean I could. going from our live gigs I'm sure they didn't have to do too much editing to make it sound <laughs> horrendous and horrific but. oh god so <laughs> you, a couple of years back I did a gig I think me and Dolan did a gig and um, yeah it was really weird because I hadn't done a gig since us mm. so I got used to talking right yeah, yeah yeah but I'm doing my solo thing yeah so there's just whole five minute sections of me just talking having a chat being like and I'd already started Twitch at that point so I was so used to talking well, that that's, I mean that's part that's interesting developments in our our careers anyway because we both went off and did solo stuff you were different as a performer after your solo tours I was definitely more fun because you were talking more and were, yeah. were in Gauging more, and that was it, it, it. All adds to our developments and what changed and what yeah. got better and everything over the years. I think it's interesting. Thank you, Keith. I enjoyed that gig. That's probably my last ever gig. So, you know, I'm glad you were there. Oh, which gig was that? That was, was just that? me and Dolan in Milk. Oh, wicked! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love playing Milk. Was that the one? I think that was the one that he slept over at um, Andrew Beef Johnston's house. He did, yeah. And Andrew, I had beef on the podcast, and he was saying it's hilarious because he's like makes a lot of money. He's one of the best golfers yeah. in the world. He's doing very well. And he was talking to uh, to Dolan. He was like, Dolan had to be in London the next day. Yeah. He was like, all right, well you can stay at mine if you want. And Dolan was like, that'd be great. And he's like, hang on, he had to ring his girlfriend to say, right, <laughs> she said, how's the night going? It's really good. Is it all right if B stays over? <laughs> she was like, all right, just don't make, make too much noise. But yeah, he had to ring home and, and ask if his friend could stay over. <clears throat> I love it. The weirdness of it all. Someone said classic Dan. Uh, Domino's or pa- Papa John's? I reckon, I mean, I'm up for Papa John's. That's not a reflection of their quality, but just because <laughs> they don't 
deliver to me in, in Stanford. So whenever, and you've seen that on tour as well in the past that I'll get in a hotel room and I'll just order myself either a pizza or a Papa John's because yeah. I can't order them at home and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm out in the, so, in the real world. Papa John's, the only reason I don't get them is because he's the one of the founders is horrifically racist. Is he? Yeah. Like, um, I've wanted Chick-fil-A in yeah. America the yeah. whole time. Every time I'm there every few months. Yeah. I can't go there. Because they're just they? so, like, they fund the homosexual cure and all this. And it's like, oh, I just want nice chicken. You see, it's Why interesting. Do I have, to have morals? Because with Papa John's, it is... Because they're all franchises. Or yeah. All individual. So, the, the one that's nearest to me, they cut me off. Because I had beef with them. I rowed with them so much. <laughs> they'd they'd, they'd recognised my voice when I rung up. And basically, I was out of range on their app, but on Just Eat, I was in range. And I'd order stuff. And there was a few times that they'd send me the wrong thing. And I'd ring up and go, can you send the right thing? They're like, no, nah, we'll just, just just give you a free one next time. I'm like, but I'm having, I'm having my dinner now. I want the right thing. So you can have it next time. I was like, I want it now. I want the right. I want what. And I'd row with them, and I tweeted about it. And the, whoever runs the Papa John's Twitter just tweeted me like a crying emoji or something. And I was like, <laughs> I was at war with Papa John. So I literally I slagged them off loads. I wrote complaints. I really I went in, and then they adjusted their range so that I was out of their range. No way. <laughs> so I can literally no longer order from them. Oh man, that's how deep that got. So yeah, I'm against Papa John's for altogether. Different reasons that than their racism or Paul Tessa, I'll I'll have to start phoning up for him. Yeah. I'll get text. Dan, can you order me? All right. Yeah. No, I'd only ring them up to complain. That's why they didn't <laughs> like it. I, I order everything on apps. Obviously, I hate talking to people on the phone. But yeah. I'd ring them up when I was angry, and they'd answer, and I go hello, and they'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a problem with something that you've done for me. Thank you. But yeah, there's that. Oh, Alive in Dreams. So, that question about Twitch muting music. This playlist is all stuff that is whitelisted for Twitch and YouTube. So, the the game out al- the album I did for a game had to be whitelisted because obviously people are going to play that game on stream and stuff. And yeah, I just decided to make anything that pretty much most things on my Bandcamp don't hit the the mute so we can this won't be muted, basically. But if I was to play a Dan and Pip song, that would mute mute the VOD. I've just had someone highlight that so I messed up delivery for everyone in my postcode. Yeah, you just yeah, I, I took Stamford out of just out of Papa John's range because of the beef I had with him. I'm sorry. Oh, chow down at Chick Fil A. There's a drag queen called Willem. Yeah, who's also like if you watch procedural crime dramas, okay, and you want a. A male prostitute or or a feminine crackhead. That's to, what Willem's job is to watch as an actor. <laughs> to watch them, <laughs> yeah. Or but, to be in them, I see. But like literally every like NCIS, CI, uh, CSI, all those shows, Willem's Amazing. been on them as a male prostitute or crackhead. I love that. Really odd. When you start to just notice notice people, there's a guy. I think it's it's not Tate Fletcher, is it? I think it's it's, it's Tate Fletcher. He's an ex MMA fighter. Who's now in every film ever made? Yeah, like he's a guy. He's got he's a, a muscly kind of stunt guy. He's got a big curly moustache and a long beard, and you'll see him in everything. He's got a bald head, a big moustache and long beard, and he's in SWAT teams, all sorts of stuff. But as soon as, as you as you notice him, it's like, all right, oh, well done. Do you know who is? Have we discussed this? Who's the highest grossing 
actor of all time if you go by their IMDb. And I won't rest until I no. rip those pants no. off your ass. Your ass. For you. So, Mr. Sex, thank you for that sub. Greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, purely, I mean, uh, let's see if anyone in the room wants to guess, but purely off IMDb credit. So, films that they're in, they don't have to be the lead, but films that they're in. Just they're in. The highest grossing of all time. And what those films have made money. Yeah, 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 what they have made. So, as someone's guessed, a Will Smith. Nah, it can't Seems be like Will. a decent guess. Can't Adam Sandler. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, when I drop this little truth bomb. And Samuel L. Jackson, it's a good shout. He's been in some good stuff. Someone's he, just he nailed it some, there. He was, oh, they've really? spelt it wrong, but Stan Lee. Because, because of his cameos in every Marvel film. That's right. Highest grossing of all time, by a long way, apparently. That's crazy. So going off his IMDb credits, it's amazing, right? It's Stan not Tom Lee. Hanks. Yes, yeah, St- St- Stan Lee. The Switch. Look at you, legend. I like it. I thought that was a fascinating fact. Hey, Errol, how you doing? Right. Harrison Ford? No, it's not Harrison Ford. Come from Cunt in the Gang. No, he's not in any films. Um, is Wayne, Wayne not in a movie? He's not, but he's working on a book at the moment. Is he? And the bits I've heard about it and of it are podcast. Fantastic. Are you going to get him on the I'll podcast? get him on, I reckon, yeah. I would re- just, actually like... You know he's got stories for days. He's like he's a very yeah. intelligent and funny dude. Um, I've still got a tape cassette. of. He had an 80s pop band called The Big Idea. Yeah. I've still got the tape cassette of, of, of those recordings. Yeah. But so, so, so Cunt and the Gang are... He, he is a comedy band, essentially. Yeah. He's done The Fringe and smashed it. Stuart Lee's a big fan of him. Mm. Like He's got great people into him, but it is all incredibly offensive. Um... But yeah, he's great, and he's—I'm—I'm I'm hoping he's gonna—he's been—he's been working on a on a book. I hope I'm not announcing anything or ruining anything, but yeah, I think that's done. But yeah, he is incredibly offensive. The one that that sticks in my head was his song. Um, the chorus was "Go on then, just this once, use my asshole as a cunt." Yeah, etc. etc. It was—it was heavily offensive, but yeah. But yeah, he's always—he was always a nice man. Uh, yeah, Cunt was a founder member of Serious Problem, yes. but he moved on before they met Rolf Harris, which is uh, probably a good thing. Yeah. It's probably yeah. a good... Mo- he, he probably got out at the right time. Um, hey, Pip, my wife and I d- discovered your tunes after we found Dan on here. We love the tunes. Yes, it's, I, I, I like that we're both going off and doing these weird things. I have people on the podcast who... Like every week I have someone go, I've just I've been listening to you for two three years, I've just heard heard one of your songs for the first time. It's like that's the bit that we worked hardest on for yeah. years. It, it's kind of frustrating that now we're doing stuff that takes time but is a bit easier. It is just it's you know, it's chatting. Yeah, I don't have to it's, plan this. Yeah. The <laughs> podcast I just go and talk to people, it's hard work but it's not like crafting lyrics or crafting beats and it's yeah, there, like there are stream, there are streamers who put in like crazy amounts of like effort who, who play a character and all that shit, but that's not T- for me. Teddy the Spoon says, "Have you guys seen the Childish Gambino video?" No, uh, we're the two people in the world who haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Have you not? Literally, I've, everyone I've in the world has seen it. it. I've listened to it. It's on on one of my playlists. I've it's put really it on good. Playlist. Controversially, I think the video is far better than the song. I think the song is really good. Oh, is it? But the video is. Absolutely amazing the 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 depth and levels in it. Like yeah, yeah. people have already done like these long videos explaining all the references in it. Um, but I would say, obviously, I I've been it. a fan of Gambino for ages. I've been, yep. been I, I, I had him on my radio show four years ago on XFM. Mm-hmm. 
His song Sweatpants, I would say... Which is on my, my, my hip-hop playlist. It's a banging tune. The video in that, it's not as socially important and deep, but the video in that is as impressive mm. as, as This Is America. Um, and I think I prefer the song, but yeah. Have you heard check that, out. that great. Aesop, song rock, uh, Aesop Rock song about his cat, Kirby? No, I no, I haven't. Listen to it's it when good. you get a chance. It's like Watch the video. It's yeah. just it, a puppet of him and his cat. Amazing. But... Yeah, it's really nice because he's actually talking about mental health. Yeah, he's talking about how he'd spent years in like therapy and on different medications and stuff. Yeah. And the psychiatrist went to him one day. Yeah, just get a kitten. Yeah, <laughs> like and then it's, this is an ode to how much his cat's I mean, improved. His are we going to be able to make a playlist now of songs on that that subject? Because Make and Purr by Sage is Make literally about a mental breakdown and yeah. his cat's being his life and all that but that's dope I like there's it a, there's a song uh, by Lamb Chop do you remember Lamb Chop yeah uh, called The Daily Ground which is just just about their dog it's just really nice because it's like this beautiful piano and it's like laid back and lovely yeah. and it you don't really realise it's about the dog until about halfway through and it's like why is this guy snuffling in the dirt I don't understand yeah 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 it's, his, it's a weird Twitch is a weird thing for two people to be on because we're having conversations, but both of us have done it now. Where one is having a conversation, and the other is just having a look to, to, to check ready. what's being said there. As Get you were prepared. finishing that, I'm sitting again. What's, what's what's going on there? Uh, well, it's because we're constant like professionals yeah, as well. Pros. Yeah. Um, the video is much better than the song. I don't agree with that. Um, of this is America. I think <laughs> this is America. I think it's a bit underrated. If you don't go away with that opening kind of sung bit in your head, then you. You're not human. It was, it was in my head yeah. for the days and days after. And even the song, his lyrical style is similar to P.O.S. at times in that he'll have quite sparse verses that have got a surprise amount of depth in. He'll be repeating yeah. stuff but changing a word here and there. And the more you listen, the more you're like, oh, actually, that's actually there's more to that than, than might meet the eye. But yeah, that's Gambino. That's Gambino! <laughs> um, that's number one! I discovered... Why brackets Yoni Wolf the other day, and he's great. Yeah, he's he's one of the original Anicon Boyos. crew, isn't he? Yeah, Cloud Dead, all that crowd. Dose one. So uh, obviously, Dose yeah. now is a one of the most successful video game musicians. Right. Uh, his album Enter the Gungeon sold like hundreds of thousands of copies, and he bought a house off it. He spent this entire career. Working his ass up and then and then does some video game stuff. Yeah, he did really well. I think I think because the game sold a few million and he got a little percentage as well. That's crazy. Is, it's rad though, you know, because his style shouldn't fit in that way, but it fits so well. Yeah, completely. I won't rest until I rip those pants off your ass. Your ass. It's, got own game out it's why well. I was excited as soon as as you started doing um, some game soundtrack stuff and stuff like that because some of our best songs feel like they've, if they didn't have me rambling about suicide over the tops sound like right. their, their, yeah, their we, game <laughs> their game soundtracks which was was it um, Great Britain I think it was that I was always always in it feels like a video game that beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god yeah it's really like chippy chip genie Andrea my love gifting to Treehead thank you god, teamwork these, these gifts Andy Crowe, you should do an extended 2017 version of Great Britain. I'll, I'll make the instrumental available, and you can do it, Andy. It's a good we idea. already did it. We did it then. It would be lazy of us to do it again, you know. Yeah, I, I think that my, on all things, 
we get asked a lot about an updated thou shout and things like that. But it's like, well, no. And again, on a lot of, of people keep saying, oh, you must have lyrics that you're itching to get out because of the political state. It's like the four political songs that we wrote all feel completely irrelevant still. They could claim Great Britain, um, Stiff Upper Lip, and kind of get better, or Let From God even. They're both kind of political, social. I don't feel I have anything to add to them. No. I feel any argument I want to make, I can go, here you go, have Stiff Upper Lip, or have have Stake a Claim, and... Yeah. So Bismuth, Gungeon has the Cobalt Hammer, which is a reference to uh, Richard Hammer and Cobalt Streak. And then uh, Hammer, Heroes of Hammerwatch has that big reference to Dick in the shop now. That was just words. Yeah, no. I recognised all of the words. (coughs) So the thing about indie (laughs) indie games and the, the streamers that support those games, Twitch is like for indies... Like yeah. PUBG has obviously got a hundred thousand people watching it right now. Yeah. Fortnite's probably got two hundred thousand. Yeah. But some of these smaller games, they're like indie bands, they're yeah, like yeah, indie yeah, labels. Cool. So it can be two or three blokes working on a game. And if a bigger streamer, someone with a couple of thousand viewers a day, yeah. plays that game, no, there's so many little cross pollinations that happen. Like yeah. sometimes the streamers themselves get to say, you know what would make this great if we had this mode or that and, and those devs are actually able to go off and do that or just little references that get put in which is so cute you know I love it I need to get more into the indie games because I, I really enjoyed um, Go 8-Bit I thought it was mm-hmm. a really good, good, good little show I thought I'd enjoy it for all the retro games but the best bit was always the indies the indie games that they had so on there. Uh, Steve chat uh, Steve from Go 8-Bit yep. if you don't watch him on Twitch you should he streams yep. a lot uh yeah, he, he actually raided me the other day, and it was this guy. It was really cute because he was playing one of my favourite platformers. Yeah. So it was this nice, like, no way you're playing something I can actually talk about and be Because I went on his podcast and mm-hmm. talked about what we're doing here, in fact. Oh, okay. And that was kind of a, 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 a week or two ago. And yeah, he's okay. big on all this. Cross pollination, Jack. Cross pollination. Yeah. Uh, have the two of you seen. I haven't. I haven't. years ago about Chip Tune. No. I haven't. I have, we've neither of us seen the documentary. I I like Chip Tune, but I like Chip Tune when it's being progressed. So Chipsall, who supported me and Pip in um, Ireland a few times at Cypress Avenue. Where's Cypress Avenue? Um, uh, Cork. Cork. Cork, Cypress Avenue. Uh, is someone who's progressing Chip Tune. She's using Chip, so she's using Game Boys, but she's also using Analog Sense and stuff. But when it is just that straight, I'm just going to make everything chippy is chip is what like master systems and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. mega drive Santa. yeah chips was a legend as well me and me and her are trying to do some stuff together but she's busy and i'm lazy it's my favorite thing on my on my um main machine i've got in my studio mm. so i've got all the all loads of old arcade games but the volume thing on it is a bit broken <laughs> so it is one then where it goes <laughs> and then it just blasts out all these insane chip tunes ridiculously loud or 8 bit it's lovely that, that dog what's going on what's going on 308 about about synthesizers wouldn't it be it should be 303 really or 808 or 808 so that could be what so they've done there yeah, yeah that's clever they put them together clever clever um, fucking uh, LP posted just this Casual picture of this synth he's got, 
um, which is Yamaha, like old school, old, old Yamaha. Mm. And it's like, it's one of those rare things, you know, it's one of those rare yeah, things yeah. you see. But then on top of it, he's just dumped his 808 and his 909 just sitting there, no mention. Like, another yeah. fuck He's doing the right himself, isn't he? Yeah, I, I heard he's got a little popular. He's doing the soundtrack for a film. I had Tom Hardy send me a picture because Tom is working on a film about Al Capone, but Al Capone, when he's old and syphilitic. Nice. Um, with this guy, Josh Trank, who's a director who's, who's a friend as well, and they sent a picture of just LP on set because he's, yeah. he's doing the soundtrack for it. What's this like, about Dolan's movie? I know yeah. he had said about it years it ago. It's amazing. Oh, no, this is a different one. He's had one that's already out, and, yeah, he's, no, and no, this no. new one, yeah. But I knew about this one because yeah. we, we talked it's about amazing, it when he was man. writing it. It's genuinely but, constantly inspirational, that day. But when your mate does something and they, they post pictures and you actually recognise the actors, yeah. it's like, oh, no, this is a real thing. of good people it's in it. It's a real it's thing. It. I can't wait for that. And it's all based around people that Dolan was related to as well, a yeah. lot of it, because his uncle was involved in some mm-hmm. heist of some sort, and yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, uh, what games are we going to be playing? Mario Kart, we are going to play some Mario Kart. We are going to play Mario what Kart. What are, are some of your favourite memories from recording angles? Have you got any that come to mind? Because we recorded it quite separately, <coughs> didn't we? I recorded Sorry. the vocals at Yiller's. And I recorded the album at Yiller's, but, but we weren't we're quite there separately. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, it's not... I, I hadn't seen my cousin Billy in a while and he got quite chunky. I'm a chunky guy, but Billy had got big, big. Yeah. And uh, one night we'd finished, pretty much finished recording, so I went to Billy's for an evening. Yeah. And we sat in his, his like porch, patio, yeah. just drinking. But he just, like, every time I finished a bottle, there was another bottle. I was the drunkest human being <laughs> of all time. Amazing. And then text a girl I'd fancied 20 years ago on the way home. But her to say, you should have said this 20 years ago, but yeah. I'm married now. Yeah. Which was a weird, awkward moment. Yeah. And then spending three and a half hours vomiting into Yilla's toilet when Brilliant. I got back. And y- Yilla just being fuming. I'd imagine. But you come to my house, you sleep in my spare room. Yeah. And you're just there. But So that's one of my favourite memories of recording. The angles. studio f- flooded or something, didn't it? Was that after Not while I was there. Yeah. It's shed. Yeah, and, yeah. I can't shed. remember. I remember just being in there a lot and going over the vocals. I remember enjoying doing, a, a waiting for the beat to kick in because that was one that I think I only did a, a one or two runs at it, and it felt like yeah. it just has to be kind of loose and broken. And, you know, I still get people falling apart. Grumpy that we re-recorded the Thou Shout vocal. Yeah, yeah. Still, to let's this explain day. the reason for that. It's so that it sounded it's like sounded, an album because we yeah. wanted to make an album, so we wanted to record everything for that album. <coughs> In the same place at the same time, we didn't want to make a compilation of some songs. Yeah, we put together a record that Bastards. we spent time making it flow together and making yeah. it all fit and work. And I also get told occasionally that I used to be good. Mm. It's one of my favourite things because, like, they, they it's like wrapped in it's a compliment. You used to be great, like, yeah, that's not a compliment. I know it is a compliment, but that's also saying I'm shit now. It's fascinating as well, though, isn't it? Because it's all perception. I know um, Kate Nash had some anger at this little while ago because someone did a do you remember these people from the charts or whatever yeah. and again it's that weird thing of if you're in if 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 we're in your world you know about us if we're not you don't you it's don't, as simple yeah. as that there's not we've never done anything with big marketing campaigns and the fact is Glow 
was one of the biggest series on Netflix now uh, last huge. year. And Kate was amazing. I was nervous because we've known Kate for years. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if she can act. Is this going to be awkward and rubbish? And just because she's British, fantastic in it. Ge- yeah. ge- genuinely thought it was great. So she's smashing it. But if you've not watched that, if you're not in that world, it's, do you remember this person? Yeah. And it can, it's, it's trying to not take those things offensively. I'm going to be honest. I just did a, Dan, a classic Dan where I don't actually know, but I've agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. seems right. right. I've not watched Glow it's and really I good. didn't know Kate was in it, so I'm going to watch it. Kate's in it and Mark Maron, and it's, it's really good. And <laughs> I do it, I do it, but I've got to that age where I then have to admit it immediately afterwards. Uh, but do you know what I mean, though? How that's, that's someone who's smashing their career. They're in a yeah. huge Netflix show. They're, they're not the lead, but... but but they're a key character yeah. in it. Yet, if you weren't aware that she's in it, you'll probably think, oh, I wonder if, she, if she's still yeah. doing anything. If she's so done this, I've done that. You've said it's good, and, and Bowie said it good, so yeah. I'm down. Bowie. It's great fun, man. So, I, do love a, I do love a wrestle, as you know. Do you remember Jive Bunny? Yeah, of course. When they toured, Bowie was the Jive Bunny. Oh, wow. That is amazing. <laughs> so he was the guy getting grabbed at by middle-aged women. That's a, in a that, bunny that's suit. a really good question there from Dan. Did anyone else ever see the TV advert for Angles? It was only I ever up saw it four days. Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw it. I must, I never have, saw it. I must have been. At least we must have been sent. But it would have been all video in that, and then because it was a video. Thing oh yeah, yeah, it was make, actual. It was an actual video that yeah, went, went around to, to, to go to the studios. Or yeah, Dan, it was so weird because that Angles came out, and with that advert wasn't planned. And yeah. like on the Wednesday, and the billboards, the, and the billboard wasn't planned. But because we were in the top ten or some shit on the Wednesday, point, yeah, it was suddenly oh, we held on. We to need like to advertise this top thirty-four, was it or thirty or something? Top thirty-four. I still think I think I'm I, a top I think I checked artists. the other day that a Repent is our highest charter. So in really? every way, that's our best record. It's yeah, our yeah. favourite. It's our biggest selling, our highest chart position. Regardless of obviously today's about angles and a lot of people. L- love angles and either didn't hear any of the others or yeah. whatever else but that's again you that's mixed and varied but or it doesn't fit with what you're currently listening it, it to it was interesting I said I was looking the other day and I'm sure it was Repent was our highest chart position which was maybe top 30 mm. but yeah it's alright it's did, great it'll did do alright it would do wouldn't it um, I never knew there was a commercial. It has to be on YouTube. I bet we it's could not, find someone to get it or somehow we to could get it on YouTube. find someone, yeah. Let's look into that. No, her. we couldn't. Come on, we're talking about Sunday Best here. Yeah, they, that is true. They smoked that video ages <laughs> ago. Um, but did someone do a voiceover or anything? Because I, I, I was thinking Zane, but no, we got Zane to do the voiceover on our fake X Factor audition. Sorry, it went out of focus. You did, didn't you? I thought you did. I just assumed you'd done it. I think so. Speaking of old video stuff, I think I found Pip's old MySpace vlog and an old hard, on an old hard drive the other day. The cream egg pranks and doing the magic. That's great if you've got them because I've hit up Rich who made them for ages to get them and he's not. He doesn't seem to have them. You know, I did. I did a video. Wait, wait, one second. Portessa, uh, for the slash forward slash W space Dan Lassac space whatever you want to say. There you go. Go on. Snicker, snicker. I did these these things on. Me and this guy, Rich, Big Rich, <laughs> Rich Sandlin, he came around my house one day and we filmed an MTV Cribs. He did it publicly, so I'll have to get that open. Get that. Actually, should we ask him if he minds people hearing that? Yeah, let's save it for... I want to hear it properly at some point. Right, I'm not right. going to pay attention now. But yeah, um, the beat was good, though. I like the beat. It was, it was banging, man. Um... 
because yeah, because it was for her fifth birthday because she was only five because she's born on on, oh, year, no way. on the day of the leap year. So technically, is that's cute. Like I didn't know Jen was built then. Um, built then. Built then. <laughs> but yeah, no. So turn it off. So we filmed a cribs at mine. Yeah. Um, which was at, I lived at my mum's house still. And so we did a cribs. We did see how many fish finger sandwiches I can make during sweating bullets by Megadeth or maybe it was Cowboys from Hell um, and we did the the, the the Kinder Egg challenge which famously I used to go and buy some Kinder Eggs buy some real eggs and unwrap oh yeah I remember those them, videos wrap the real eggs up and the, sneak them back into the shop the cribs to the some, cribs to some poor kid just gets a an egg yeah an actual egg I remember in the your cribs thing you did and you were outside your bedroom yeah. and you were like oh, so this is my bedroom this is where the magic happens oh, and then I did an actual magic trick and I, you actually did magic I learnt a magic trick a magic for that set. I learnt a magic trick for that so I was like here's a bedroom this is where the magic happens then I had a little hat and I did a little thing and the cup thing I learnt two magic tricks for that and this is where the magic for one pun what was the deal with the weird Australia only CD single release of Thou Shout it had weird artwork and loads of remixes yeah skulls, it had like a that? skull thing didn't it yeah so uh, Dan it was like separate labels it was it? basically a different label who uh, wanted to release it in Australia and uh, we didn't have at that time we didn't it wasn't actually available in any way in Australia so they decided they were going to do a big remix pack because they thought like our English label did that remixes were more important than the uh, record itself and that was our one album that went down a treat in Australia and Japan wasn't it Thou Shout had us up for an MTV award in Japan nothing we ever did went down well in Australia I think the first album did yeah oh other than Thou Shout yeah yeah and then they hated really hated Logic well they piled in on angles they piled in on Logic in Australia um I, I literally couldn't find a review of Repent in really? Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sp- my space between the words, one website reviewed it three times. Nice. Making it bad for different reasons. <laughs> like each, each one found like this crux of why it was such a bad record. Like one just focused on the fact that you weren't on it. Yeah. Uh, one was like that. Oh, it's. it's I mean, that's eclectic. why I didn't listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I but they piled, and it was it was a nice moment because like. The reviews, if you add them together, added yeah. up to nine out of ten. Great, I'll take so it. So when I did the little, the little, you know, you have your little sticker with all your yeah. reviews. Yeah, I had fucking nine out of ten music in total. Music au. We remind me before I go that we need to talk about something on that subject, but it's got legal elements of it, so Let's we can't it. really do it when we're here. Okay, but yeah, remember that. I'm down. I'm down. I don't know how I, I normally. In my house, I literally, if I need to remember to do a, a wash, I'll literally I'll put a sock on the floor. Because I know if I see the sock on the floor, <laughs> I've got to do a wash. And I genuinely, I looked down and forgot that I'm with other people. I was like, oh, what can I put on the floor? I'll put that, I'll put that on the floor there, and that'll remind me. I'm just, I did my laundry. I did my laundry today <laughs> while I was waiting. I do stupid reminders. Um... Has anyone else got any other questions, or shall we start doing some, some games To be stuff? fair, we could have been doing games the whole time, but... Yeah. Are we going to eat cake on stream? We, we yeah, yeah, have you got a knife? You should have seen... When we were doing the photos the other day, both of us, you could both physically feel us pushing our butts out, trying yeah. not to press boxes into each other's sexy. backs. 
We got quite sexy with it, but that's fine. Scroobius, where you been? He's been everywhere. My very man. He's been there the whole stuck in traffic for a bit. Um, <laughs> where would you suggest start a, a listen to your podcast to get a good feel for it? The Wherever start. you want, man. I'd, I'd, the start would be great, but just go and have a look at, n- at names you recognise. Cantoris, as you know me and you like my voice. Two maybe the two-part Dan Lassac episode around uh, episode 100. Completely. I recently had beans on... T- Toast on, and one of his stories was about one of our gigs because he's just put out a book of drunk stories. Oh, okay. And one of them is oh, one no of way. our gigs. It's when he first saw I'm us famous. and found us. I'm yeah. famous. Yeah, awesome. But I said honestly, just going. I'm fine with people cherry picking, and then normally that drags you into going and looking at the names you don't know or looking at the drunk casts. We recently did a top five songs that make us cry. Yeah. Where me, Chris, and Stu were in floods of tears by the end of it that was great me and my mum did a Mother's Day one just my mum telling stories about her mum yeah which is brilliant because her mum was b- b- batshit crazy and it turns out she s- secretly worked at an abortion clinic mm. back in the day because when they were illegal it was against religion and against all sorts yeah. of stuff and she, but she supported it and felt it was a woman's choice and all this there's some some cool stuff on there but yeah there's loads. Have a listen. You've done so many, man. I've done this is the thing, 205. Right. So Pitt was talking oh, there's, about... There's some recommendations there. Good list. Gail Porter, Eddie Temple-Morris, Alan Moore, Tourette's Hero, um, and any of the drunk casts, Akala, Saul Williams, and many others. They're so, good tips. All good tips. <clears throat> what I always found interesting about the podcast was like... You've been talking about podcasts in general for a couple of years before we finished. Yeah. And you would say, oh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one. I think I'm going to do one. That's like, oh, cool. Cool, man. That sounds awesome. And then he comes in a few weeks after the first gig and goes, right, oh, yeah, done my first podcast. It's Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just swing my giant penis That's into it. I the recorded room. the first four of Russell Brand, Alan Moore, Zane Lowe and Yoda, all before I'd announced it. So yeah. I could just go, here you go. Yeah, We're doing no, a podcast it's, now. That's awesome uh, way of doing it. Whoever runs the speech dev Rex Facebook page has just made a great post. That's Amy who runs that. I wonder. Is it Amy? It. I assumed it yes, was Amy. Amy. She's one of my employees now. Did she? She run much. a lot of space uh, speech development stuff. She runs it. all the speech developments yeah. as, as social media. So it's awkward when people try and talk to me on there, and it's like, no. It's More money for the anniversary. Amy. Cauliflower and stunner were percent dollar sign at and that great. <laughs> So he didn't. He, he won't swear. Oh right, he won't he's, swear. he's polite. He's too polite. He just won't swear. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Everyone and you in particular, Dad, would love this. I should listen to Brian Gittins and Friends podcast. Yeah. Because it's him and this guy Dave Edwards and their their robot Charles Petrescu, who did the voice for this as well. It turns. Oh out. no way! It turns no. out he did the voice for this as well. Um, but it's fantastic because they just have a guest on each week. And Gittins just puts them in a different situation that we're yeah. we're on a safari and Charles will be the safari and he'll be like, Hello guys, would you like to see a lion? <laughs> and yeah, it's brilliant, but it's my favourite podcast. But yeah. Brian Gittins opening for you. Yeah. He's one of the fucking best him. So he, him so Brian Gittins is a comedian and Amazing Pippa's doing comedian. his spoken word tour. And he played in Reading. You did play. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh the fucking Gittins he's like using the mic and he unplugs it. And, uh, and then he keeps trying to use it, and someone has to come out. And he, as just as he gets to Brian, he just subtly plugs it back in. Yeah, he plugs it in and, and then it. carries on going. He started all and then does it again, like that, just doing it as an accident. And then go, then unplug it. And then when they start to come closer, 
plug it in. While making And then when I don't come, I go, no, come and plug it in. Come and fix it. (laughs) He's brilliant. I love Gittins. He's he's honestly one of my favourite comedians of all time. He's so good. Oh, Indy, my uh, animated emotes are some of the worst on Twitch. And I'm proud of it. I am proud of it. I like it. I had to, I had to take one off because it flashed so fast. That, that it might be in the bought Like three of the t-shirts yesterday, but we're loads really? of stuff. Her and Connie support the podcast loads and buy tons of our, uh, all of our stuff. You're into it? Uh, no, Dan, there's not. Yeah. Beat my heart, skipped and thou shalt. The quality on YouTube are the ones we have. Uh, I I I found like a. A 720 version of Thou Shout that is the higher quality version on there, but yeah, no. Uh, Nick, who made them, like, has done, doesn't have it anymore. Just doesn't have it. Uh, uh, someone's asking if Pip knows what memes are. Of course I know what memes are. I said that as a joke. I said that bad. I love a hot I meme. A, I got all the hot memes. It's a joke. I do know what memes are. Yeah. Of I know some knows. computer stuff. Just Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. Twitch and memes. Twitch is new to me and it's exciting. Dan. Did you fix the merch link? Did I fix it? I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I think it might have just sold out. I think it's sold out now. How did you guys end up supporting Sparks? That was a weird combo. That was cool, wasn't it? Sparks were playing each of their albums in order over like exactly. a week or two. And it's like 20 hours. And they asked us to support them for two, maybe three. Two. It was two, wasn't it? And one was rammed because it was like their second best yeah, album. Yeah, the most popular one was Dead Quiet. Because <laughs> it was just quiet. Less, yeah, but it was, it was great fun. I and felt- it's, it's similar with... Bragg is the one I always have the example of. Billy Bragg and, and and Mark Ronson. We got them support gigs because they asked us. Cause, yeah. And that meant the world. Particularly with Mark, where people would pay to tour with him. Labels, oh, God, yeah. In general, at that stage, at that level, labels will pay to have their band on a tour. And he had us on paying us. Yeah. Billy, as well, invited us to open for him at the Roundhouse. And it was amazing because it was, it was one of our harder gigs because... Mm. They're there for a man and a guitar, and that's it. And we've got no instruments, and mm. but we had them on board. Yeah, by the ends. And so yeah, I love those. Those support gigs were really important for us because we didn't fit into any one genre. So we well, weren't yeah. we weren't part of the UK hip hop scene. We, we weren't part of the electronic scene. Billy Bragg, but we also supported Basement Jacks, and we supported LP. Yeah, at Dingles, and we supported Saul Williams at um, uh, uh, um, the, the one in Shoreditch. No, it wasn't at 93. The one underneath the underneath bridge. the bridge bit, yeah. What was that one called? Because we did Ox Jam there as well. Yeah, we? that's right. That venue. Yeah, yeah that one. That yeah. one. And, th- and they were important because, because we didn't fit into one um, g- genre... We weren't part of the UK scene. We weren't particularly part of the electronic scene. Yeah. You were a bit, particularly early on and starting off, you were in with Nathan Fake and all those crowd. But we kind of sat outside of everything. So it was great to get support gigs with such a huge range of people to go, we don't fit anywhere, but we're friendly. (laughs) We welcome all of you. So, Dirk, on our very, very last tour, uh, on one of the London dates, we got... um, Billy Bragg to come on stage and we did a we did a song together. It was fucking amazing. To have and to have not, which is where I get the line from. Get better in of, exactly. of if you have or you have not wealth. The, or the, that bit's a reference. If you have or you have not wealth, but the system might fail. You don't fail yourself. Is yeah. is a line from that. And that's the most n- nervous and probably the most emotional I've ever been for a gig. Nervous in the sound effect <coughs> because I was like, oh damn, 
I'm about to sing a verse of a Billy Bragg song Have you, with Billy on guitar and you doing simp stuff in, and all that. Yeah, it sounded amazing. Stuff. But have you watched the video recently? Yeah. No, well, not recently, no. Like, listen, you should hear us at the end. Like, yeah. me, you and Itch. Yeah. We're, like, screaming. We're, like, little kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it not. ends that Billy walks off and me just looking up to my mum on the balcony and go. I'm just seeing that. That was Billy Rag. <laughs> As if she wouldn't have seen that one on the stage just now. But that was amazing. And there's a video of that on YouTube. And yeah, yeah, man, to do one of my favourite songs with one of the most important musicians ever, in my opinion. Do you remember the tap dancing cowboy on that kick carpet show? No, I think maybe you were in the dressing room. Right. Yeah, he was like. He was kind of yodelling and tap dancing. Brilliant. He was on first, and then it was kick carpet and us. Amazing. I think it was that that student uni yeah, tour. Yeah, we did yeah, yeah. We did carpet. A, a uni tour with carpet. It was great. Uh, Samouf, I don't, I don't. It's not that I don't have love rest. Like I have nothing against wrestling. It's just not a thing I ever got into. You know, I think like just one of those things. Like you, you, your time is spent differently. I bloody love wrestling. I'm gonna, I'll take you along. To, to, her progress run at some point because yeah. uh, Jim Smallman again big gamer great comedian but he owns progress wrestling and me and Chris went not tongue in cheek like you know I've always yeah. been a bit of a fan but I definitely stopped watching in favour of UFC and hadn't yeah, watched yeah. in ages and we went to that because one of the wrestlers was coming out to let them come well I would give it a look and after that first one we went every month for a year yeah. and you know I'm hard to tie down anyway yeah. but we made sure and it was amazing and I miss it a lot more at the moment but yeah I found it weird in, in Yakuza 6 there's this, a whole mini game about gangs and all this yeah. it's a really odd little mini game but all the bosses in that are like super mega famous Japanese wrestlers yeah. but I didn't know while I was playing huge it in Japan yeah. so I was like this guy has seen it's weird man these characters seem like wrestlers and someone was like no no they are sent me a link and like some of the, the videos of them have like 100 million views oh. and stuff and it's like well, okay blunt alright oh, I had Will Ospreay on the podcast right? hey see you later Gingay have a lovely one so I had Will Ospreay on the podcast and he's a, a, a lad from Raynham who yeah. I've seen in progress and when I had him on the podcast he just wrestled in Japan in front of so I had 20 or 40 thousand people wow then was back to work on the Monday doing a mastic in a bathroom in Raynham <laughs> And now he's one of the, the, the biggest in the world, and he's smashing it. But I got him at the perfect point where it's like, what a mad world. You're one of the best wrestlers in the world, yeah. yet you're, you live in Raynham at your mum's house. I think he still lives at his mum's house when he's yeah. in the UK. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. mad. He's, he, he's in there with all of the Japanese wrestlers who are probably in, in, in Yakuza. The game. <laughs> to, to yeah, be yeah, clear, yeah. <laughs> I'm not accusing um, any of them of being. Tandino, we don't really see a lot from radio these days. We still get the odd play on like um, Six Music over here and stuff. Your, when... your, 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 what was that TV show everyone was tweeting us Only about? Only Connect. I don't even know what that is, but uh, the, that quiz, isn't an insult. Show is good. Uh, the, which one? The chubby, chubby one out of Mitchell and Webb. Right. That guy. David Mitchell. David is, Mitchell. What's his wife? Webb, isn't it? Victoria Curran. Right, yeah. She's the presenter. Is she? She's the presenter. Right. And, yeah, they asked the question. Because I've seen her on QI and stuff, and she I was really good. glad, because they actually called it Scroobius Pips, that show was. Yeah, I oh, did that. And then a few people came in, like, really grumpy. Daniel Shack was on that That's show, right. too. Fuck's sake. I was yeah. like, I don't... 
I'm glad you defended me, but I didn't even defend me politely. See, but people kept saying that they didn't really know who we were we or were. what it was. Yeah. They're like, well, apparently it's thou shalt always kill serious or whatever. But yeah, everyone was crazy about that. So much, Hannah. So much. <laughs> who are your favourite unheard of artists? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's really Who's unheard of. I've really... just I've just been sent a preview of the new Paul Barman album. Really? And not enough people know about Paul Barman, but this new album... Chat know about Paul Barman. I don't know if I should... I My. presume it's all announced, but the, the line-up on this album, producers and everything else, is insane. So, Chat, if um, you've ever... Like, once or twice a week, you'll hear me say, I'll still be rhyming when I'm in your hymen. Yeah. Or uh, smooch on your pooper hole right through the Super Bowl. I literally do say these things. Great. Um, that's Paul Barman. We've, great. We've, we've played Paul... We've listened to Paul Barman on stream. I, I bumped him on the drive here in, in traffic. So, yeah, it's, it's great. He's, he's brilliant. Domla, yes. Uh, has our music been used for something that you didn't give permission for? It has, actually. Um, during the time, to, you know, Tommy Robinson and the EDL, uh, there was an EDL march that created a video advertising it using uh, Stake Acclaim. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we we had that. We didn't have that video taken down. We didn't DMCA or anything. We just politely said, "Look, we don't believe what you believe, mm. so we'd rather you didn't use our song." And weirdly, the guy who made the video was super polite. Zot, I love you, but it's great. Um, you know? I mean, I don't know if you're aware then, but we they did upload a load more, and Darren had to go in on them and get them all. Oh right, because so, I yeah. off. because I because it was a weird one because we know. discussed it because. It's a tough one because technically they're right to use that song because that song it fits, it fits. is about standing for what you believe in regardless of what other people think regardless of societal pressures so it fits and I had a real kind of crisis of conscience because I was like well technically they're using it right but, but in the end I went against the technicalities because yeah. in my opinion they're a bunch of stupid meathead racists <coughs> so yeah. yeah I hit Darren up and was like get them all taken down fuck those pricks I so, don't care if it's right the same, but they're using it technically right. Something yeah. you always used to do with politics, though, was that you would write apolitical political songs. Yeah, you yeah, would write yeah, songs yeah, yeah. that... Like, you, you go through the lyrics to get better, take one out of context and it's a Thatcherite lyric, take the next one and it's a, a very social It's why so like, many people assume my political leanings and standings when I've yeah. never declared support of any political party. At no point have I ever even said anything nice about Corbyn, yet everyone assumes I love Corbyn because I'm that kind of guy and that kind of yeah, thing. yeah. And yeah, I don't talk about my my political stances anymore. I used to when <laughs> Billy Bragg was... I, I went out door-to-door with Billy Bragg to get people to vote in Barking to get the EDL out or, or BMP or whoever it was. Um, um, but yeah, in general, I don't. There we go. That was um, enlightening, confusing, uncomfortable, um, exciting, unpleasant in places, um, <laughs> which sums up the world of Dan Lassac versus Scroobius Pip. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep this outro short. Obviously, I've mentioned the World's Comedy Festival and the We Are Lizards Club Night at the Book Club in the uh, in the intro. 
and I'll probably mention them again in the next intro in part two. Part two will be out today as well, so I'll do that at midday, I think. So regardless of when you're listening to this one, it came out at midnight. We'll sling part two out at midday, and you can enjoy that. Okie doke. Um, I'll see you in a bit. Bye. <laughs>